Welcome. Welcome on in to the first round fantasy podcast. Gabriel Maramontes, Jacob Partley, Justin Morsaz. Gentlemen, we have made it. We are here. And for the first time, and it feels like over a month, we are together and holy as one trinity, guys. How does it feel? Good to see your faces at the same time. When I see Justin, I'm sad that I don't get to see Jacob. When I see Jacob, <laughs> I'm sad that I don't get to see Justin. And today, I get you both. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm half oh. sad, half mad, but you know, <laughs> half good. It's all that last week was hard, man. But it's okay. This week disaster. Is this but week. uh, mm. no, it is good to have all three of us back on again. We went from like a overcrowded five man podcast to like for a while it was just two of us for almost like seven or eight weeks straight. So it's True. good to be back. It's only right for like the last two weeks of the fantasy season, right? Oh, just two more weeks. Dude, it's gonna be good. This is this is brass tacks, the real deal. This is the week that matters. You know, I wish two weeks ago would have been like a really, you know, kind of like lousy, kind of like a turd week, kind of like what we got this week in fantasy. I wish that would have been the week before playoffs, so all of those fantasy players could have gotten out those ugly performances that we didn't want them to have in the playoffs, and then in the playoffs they would have just exploded. For mass production and uh, eh, you know we get what we get and we take what we get that's the game of fantasy football but with that being said i'd love to hear how you guys are faring i asked it in the chat before we got started thanks for tristan bruce for shouting out um oh man he had to start kj osborne and Devonte parker as was wide receivers last week curious to see who did you have that was hurt that's what i would like to know but uh, those were some similar predicaments that most found themselves in. I'll start with you, Jacob. You don't have to tell me how many leagues you're playing in because I think you play in the most. But what's your percentage to success? Did you make <laughs> well, the playoffs? How are we looking? Look, whenever I talk about leagues on here, I'm talking about the leagues that I play with my buddies that I really care about. Any other league I play in is just, I don't really pay attention to that much. I mean, I set my lineups, but I don't really care about them. So the I was in two fantasy matchups this week for in those type of leagues. They were both dynasty leagues, and I lost both. But what can I do? So I have two more to go. I had two bye weeks, so wish me luck. I got two more to go. One of your bye weeks was in pick six, and I think it's only necessary that we give you a nice little shout-out, Jacob, because you are one of the first-ever players that I've seen in fantasy football that has completely sold off their team one year to then rebuild. And usually that's like a process. you know, It takes mm -hmm. like a year or two. You were able to flip it like a quick remodel, man, and found yourself with a yeah. uh, first-week bye, man. So congratulations to you on yeah. that. Uh, thank you. Last year, I was what did how many weeks did we play last week? Thirteen. Uh, I was yep. one in twelve last year mm. in that league, and now I'm eleven and three this year. So you have Jonathan Taylor. I do. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I drafted Najee Harris. I had I drafted Najee Harris, who was really solid most of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. he's a stud. Yeah, those are guys that definitely anchor down your team so it looks like you have some success you know some l's some w's that seems to be the common trend here justin what about you i'm in three leagues uh playoffs as always and all of them you know that's just what i do but 
I had one buy and two bad finishes in the other two, so I got low seeded. I lost one and I won one. So I gotta thank I gotta thank Mahomes and Hill for the heroic game, but everyone else busted. So it's just the way of the road. I can't. I, I wish I can do it all over again, but it's not like that. So lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. This week was. I I don't know if it held true, but after Sunday, I heard statistically it was the worst touchdown performance in nfl i don't know history that sounds kind of odd but we'll call it modern the least amount of touchdowns and i think the points reflected it everyone was in the red i think I was yeah the red. that is very true not a lot of pretty games out there not a lot of action that you want to see in the first round of your playoffs um Hey, Gabe, how are your fantasy playoffs going? Oh, thanks for the question. My fantasy <laughs> playoffs are, you know, it, it's 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 twofold, right? I uh, I play in six leagues. Uh, I was ousted. I didn't even make the playoffs in one. Ooh. I won't get into that. We all know my feelings on that league. Uh, but in the other five, I did make playoffs, and I was ousted in all of them but two. So I am down to two leagues. I have a buy in our dynasty league. Look to take on. A good friend of the show, Sonny. Check out his podcast, Verbal Dope Dealers. Uh, And in another league, um, it's not with you guys. It's with a couple of friends. So I look to take control over there. But in that league, man, just crippled with injuries. CMC, um, to name a few. Darren Waller. uh, Who else did I have? Just throughout the year, I've been so much discombobulating just to try to stay alive. And I feel like that's kind of what can be said for everybody. So let me get this that, right. Let me get this right. You play six leagues. You made playoffs in five. Jacob, you made playoffs in all six. No, I didn't make the playoff in one. It's the real. Okay, league. So you're five for six. Yeah. I'm three for three. So only two leagues missing playoffs. This is the fantasy advice I think the world needs. So I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's enough proof. That's all I'm saying. So that's great. No, odds. That that's a good point, Justin. Like, at least we know what we're doing to some extent, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, what else you can't, you can't, always win the chip but making it to the playoffs that's that's consistent week to week exactly still, in my yeah opinion. well thank you for finding the positivity in the darkness justin that's why you're here and also because you're the wide receiver guru yourself we have so many other things to talk about but before we do today please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button uh you are almost guaranteed if you do so to possibly win your fantasy matchup this week so be sure to hit the like button and subscribe you can find us anywhere you get your podcast apple spotify anywhere else or on youtube where you see us now currently um socials first round fantasy at facebook at instagram and what's the other one guys twitter there you go and i'm sure you know justin's on pigeon so be sure to find him there there we go guys we talked about it a little bit and we've kind of given us a little little rundown about how we're feeling so far um but for the people out there who need to win this week, I know for my dark horse this week, I am going deep. I'm going so deep for those 12-team, 14-team leagues. That's where I'm thinking with my sleeper. You guys don't have to give me too much of an insight. But there are just a ton of injuries to cover. And it's unfortunate because all of them come from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's dive into our injury update today. Chris Godwin, unfortunately, out for the rest of the year, torn ACL. Leonard Fournette finds himself on the IR, or likely heading to IR at least. Mike Evans, he's expected to miss a game, maybe two at the most, so that puts you out of fantasy playoff production. Um, 
And then we have guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, who find themselves on the COVID list. Le'Veon Bell, not injured, but finds himself on a team, most notably the Bucks. And Austin Eckler, most recently also added to the COVID-19 list. Ready to just put that extra bit of spice on your league as you, everyone runs to find something on the waiver wire. Uh, which one of these injuries, guys, is most significant to you? Justin, I'll look at you first. Um, I know there's plenty of them, and I know – I mean, let's just look at Tom Brady. Loses three of his top three weapons pretty much. Are you a guy that's confident starting Tom Brady this week? Uh, it's hard to say. I don't – I mean, I'd have to see who I'm pivoting off of, but he's been great. But losing everybody hurts a lot. I think if you're a Kelsey owner, it's probably the worst because tight end is awful. And with Kelsey, you can go to sleep happy at night. But all of those guys are – huge contributors and there's no positive in any of it so you're going to be missing just like everybody else but it comes at probably the worst time so hopefully we can find pivots for you but uh man the the bit temp when i saw evans go out and godwin go out and then fournette go out <laughs> i was just like dang i gotta pick up ronald jones and then yeah and then yeah. we'll talk who they got but uh there's definitely pivots but nothing exciting in tight end land that's for sure yeah, they play Carolina this week. Pretty tough defense. Um, I'd like to think that Tom Brady could have a bounce-back week after being goosed by the New Orleans Saints. Jacob, are can you give us some advice into the Tom Brady <laughs> landscape and the Buccaneers? Oh, man. It's really comes down to who else you have. You know, it's if you're looking at the waiver wire and you're looking to pick somebody up, most likely I'm just going to roll with Tom Brady. You won't, you don't want to risk him going off and then you picked up somebody else and you lose for that reason. But like I talked about, I think it was last week or the week before at this point, you can't make trades. So some people have a Tom Brady and a Kirk cousins, Tom Brady, and they somehow they ended up with Tom Brady and another very competent fantasy quarterback. I think those people can look somewhere else, but in general, you don't want to doubt or Tom Brady in real football or fantasy football. So I would I would roll with him unless you have a clear cut, like almost as good option. Yeah. It, and again, I, I, you bring up the Carolina or I brought up the Carolina matchup. These are some of the pivots that are just on the waiver wires uh, in one of our most competitive leagues right now. You have Jimmy Garoppolo Thursday night against Tennessee, Ben Roethlisberger at Kansas City. Um, and then if you want to rely on some rookies, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, they're all guys that are currently out there. Justin's shaking his head. He's starting no one. What about <laughs> Taysom Hill, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Monday night matchup against Miami? I find myself starting him in another league over Justin Fields. Would you start him over Tom Brady? I mean, the, the, the ceiling is there with his rushing yards, almost 100 yards a game. Can you get it done through the air? Seems to be a good matchup. Any thoughts, guys? I'm just trying to get something. No, going that's here. that's a conversation to be had. Justin's hates Taysom Hill for some reason, so he's shaking <laughs> his head. But I know Taysom Hill didn't have a. I think it was it last week. He didn't have a good game, but yeah, that was just because they were shutting out, you know, the Bucks, and he didn't have to do much, you know. So I I I think that's a conversation to be had. If if he if Brady really doesn't have all of his weapons, and it's just like. Tyler Johnson and tight ends, then 
it's a conversation. I might lean Taysom. So, listen. go ahead. Listen, listen. Antonio Bryan <laughs> Brown might come back. That's fine. Uh, I was talking to a coworker today, and or not today, but like before Sunday, and he's like, "He should, hey bro, let me let me show you my lineup. What do you think?" And I saw Taysom Hill. I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're hurting at quarterback, aren't you?" And then I scroll down and I see Aaron Rodgers. I'm like. Oh my God! Please, whatever you do, change that at least. He's like, oh yeah, dude. Uh, Taysom Hill is good, man. He gets rushing yards. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers, dude. Tom Brady. I rather lose starting Tom Brady than win starting Taysom Hill. And that's just a bias on mine. But I could not go to sleep Saturday night and then look at my lineup and say, yeah, Taysom Hill is gonna start. <laughs> Tom Brady, you you just chill, okay? It's not like you're fighting to win games. It's not like you want first in the conference. I'll start Taysom Hill. There's no way I'd make that pivot. He's garbage. He's unpredictable. That team uh, is 500 randomly, but he's not good. I wouldn't do it. Fair enough, Justin. Thank you for letting us know. I'm very passionate about Taysom Hill. (laughs) I I don't like the guy. I love Kamara. That's all. Hey, I love it. You know, you you have your reasons. Those reasons may not be clear to Jacob and I, but you have them. And so nonetheless, we expect or respect your opinion. Book it down. Book, book it down. down. Oh, I'm not comfortable enough to book yeah, it down. Maybe at the end of the show, if I have some guts, uh, uh, I'll consider it. So I will uh, think about it as the show goes on, Justin. But let's look at another all-star QB who finds his top two weapons unlikely to play uh, Sunday night, that's Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we were just talking about one of the greats, Tom Brady himself. Tyreek Hill, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes has not been as great as some has have, have expected him to be this fantasy season. So if he is, you know, essentially without Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey this week, those same guys that I mentioned earlier, are you still considering starting them over Tyreek Hill? Or, I mean, over Patrick Mahomes. What are your thoughts there? Again, I agree with what Justin has to say. You have guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and I think we can include Patrick Mahomes in that conversation where these guys are fantasy elites. Even when Patrick Mahomes was struggling this year, there were people out there saying, well, I'm not going to sit him. Like, I have to start Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. But when he's missing his weapons and he hasn't been himself this year, is that something you would consider, Justin? Uh, it's hard because that's a little bit different, in my opinion, because they're like the entire offense, those two. Tom Brady splashes around, but Mahomes, it's Hill and Kelsey 95% of the time. So that might be a pivot. Pittsburgh's pretty good on the pass D versus the QB. So I would have to have a really nice pivot, but I can consider benching Mahomes, if that's the case, over Brady in this scenario. So it all depends on the pivot, but if it's a questionable pivot, I wouldn't do it. I'm not starting Tua over him. You know what, what about, I mean? So, ooh, uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't start Tua. That we've seen what that defense can do. But what about Taysom Hill? I, don't know, uh, I would cut him to be honest. No matter what, like there's better <laughs> options out there, like uh, Trevor Lawrence's backup, or uh, you know anybody. It pretty much is better than Taysom Hill. Jacob, what about you? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's backup, who's not even playing. Um, Tom or uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm never benching Patrick Mahomes in my life. Not even for no for anyone. So no. There you heard it, folks. You heard it here 
probably 32nd if you've been scouring the internet for news since the news broke a couple of days ago. But we're just kind of here to reinforce that opinion that, hey, these are your studs. You keep them in your lineup, they die in your lineup, or they succeed in your lineup. You start your studs. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, those guys are your studs. Let's look at the other side of the football or at least another position that's running back. Austin Eckler finds himself on the COVID-19 list. Justin Jackson, 10 carries for 63 yards last week. Uh, they find themselves in a favorable matchup. Are you rushing to the waiver wires to pick up Justin Jackson? I know personally in our dynasty league, I'm playing the good old block. So whoever I'm playing this week, I hope you're not listening because I am gunning for Justin Jackson in hopes that I can get him to block my opponent. Um, but is that someone who you're at the same time comfortable starting? I don't think he has the same ceiling as a guy that Austin Eckler does, but running back two, maybe, maybe not Justin, Jacob, what do you think? Definitely worth a grab in both scenarios. If you need him, I'd play him. And if you want to block him, that's the next best thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, no replication of Eckler will happen, but I hope he gets the workload and uh, scores a touchdown. That would be amazing uh i love it i like him jacob yeah definitely he had he had a promising game even with eckler in so i i think either way you know you never want to allow your opponents to get him and even if it's not your opponent what if you win this week and the person you play next week picked him up and he's playing and eckler's out you know you don't want to be in that situation and he's more solid than a guy you have at the end of your bench most likely and even if you have Obviously, if you have Eckler, he's a must-have. But hopefully, you know, your waiver priority is above your opponent's or you have more fab than your opponent. But, yeah, he's he's a good one. He's a good one. And I think with how skim the running back field is, Justin Jackson is probably going to be a hot commodity this week and in most lineups uh, unless you're playing the block game like me. So good points there, fellas. Let's talk about one last piece of news. Le'Veon Bell signs with the Bucks. Who would have thought in 2018, or let's see, 2017, uh, Steeler fans everywhere were celebrating Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell saying, we're going to have these guys for the next five years. And that hasn't happened. And now they're likely, I mean, they are rejoining forces on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to help so Tom weird. Brady go for his second Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But there's really no fantasy relevance right here, guys. I mean... In all honesty, Justin mentioned it earlier. People are going for Ronald Jones. He's going to give you that rushing floor, that 15-plus carry production. He's been called stone hands before, and not just by the coaches, which I believe is like the biggest call out of all. If the coach is saying he has stone hands, then likely they don't pass him the ball that much. So I think that's what Le'Veon Bell is there to do. Are there any whiffs? A fantasy relevance here for Le'Veon Bell, or is he just someone to really murk up your, you know, kind of stink up your lineup or just stink up the waiver wire kind of as name value? Jacob, I see you Here's kind the, of. Yeah. The deep what do you think? There's one thing you do about Le'Veon Bell, and it's only because of the situation at hand, right? With all the pass catchers potentially missing, and obviously with Leonard Fournette out, there, Gio Bernard has been out for a while, right? He's not, I don't think he's even active. So, and we know Ronald Jones can't pass, is not prolific in the passing game. So, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is good enough right now to produce fantasy points, but he might fall into an opportunity where he gets six catches for 53 yards just because 
of the situation that I just explained. Now, look, as far as I'm willing to go is I'm not willing to blow my fab or, you know, I'm not desperate to get Le'Veon Bell on my team, but you cannot leave him out there on the waiver wire. If you wake up tomorrow and he's just sitting there and you have open spots, pick him up, stash him on your bench because he could be this guy that somebody else uses against you. I'm just saying, if if nobody got injured in Tampa Bay, or let's just say only Leonard Fournette got injured and they added Le'Veon Bell, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are still healthy, I would say no, just, just forget about it. But considering they could all miss, I think he's a guy you can't just leave out there. That's fair enough. And those are good points. You know, it's not just the running back here where there's a problem. It's the entire receiving core as well. So Justin, you got anything to add? I'll definitely pick him up. This is the time of the season where you throw away all the players that are just on your bench that never were anything and go for these random hits. Like let's just say Ronald Jones gets dinged up. Then he's next in line and I'll, I'll take that, but he's just there as insurance right now. I don't think he's going to get much run like outside of a gimme touchdown within the three yard line, you know, but uh, he's, he's better than holding stuff that you'll never use, which is pretty much decided by now. Got a couple of audience questions. Well, not questions, comments to say the least. Uh, Le'Veon Bell cannot be trusted. Well, I think we (laughs) kind of agree with you, Aaron. And then Tristan back at it again with the comments look like trash can. Looked like a trash can in Baltimore, but the pass catching is attractive. And, yes, I think that's what kind of makes us this hinge in our decision-making, right? Like, do we pick him up for those pass catching chops? And I think that solidifies him in full PPR leagues as well. Like, your Jacob was just talking about it. Like, you need to go out there and get him. I think specifically PPR oh, leagues. full PPR only. Yeah. Half PPR, definitely probably not standard. So when you look at it at that land, like that kind of landscape, um, it makes it a little bit clearer for your decision-making process. Gentlemen, let's jump into the waiver wire now. I know that I have not been here the last few weeks, so I want to give you guys the floor. Pick a guy. We have a slew of names here for you to choose from. Um, and are these guys that you are so confident in that you would pick them up off the waiver wire this week and put them into your lineups? Justin, you want to give me one? Uh, yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, oh, I like the little stutter there. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Uh, you know what's interesting is I was like, okay, waivers probably. Wait, did waivers get pushed back to tonight for everybody? Yeah, waivers? they did. Oh, okay, okay. At least on Yahoo. On Yahoo, okay. yeah. All right, because I looked and I'm like, only 2% increase? Like, is that real? Like, he's sitting at 32% right now. Oh, yeah, they haven't uh, processed yet. Yeah. I, I thought that that's a good indication of all the leagues that are left that are competitive, but I'll wait till tonight to see. But, hey, 30%, the guy's got to be picked up. I, I'm starting him with confidence. I think that he's carved out a role, and him and Goff are on a good page, that even when Swift comes back, that doesn't take away from Amon Ra. That just means, hey, we can actually pass to receivers, not just Swift every place. So, I love him. He's the guy I want uh, out of the list available. So Amon Ra is the guy. Amon Ra was not only your guy now, he was your start of the week last week, wasn't he not, Justin? Oh, he was. So when the wide receiver guru talks, people, you listen. Amon Ra St. Brown, if he's out there on your waiver wire, you got to go and pick him up. Jacob, you have anyone else to spice us with? I don't know why. I don't spice this. Just go ahead, Jacob. Spice you with. it, look, this guy's no secret, and we're doing this because uh, we we brought both of these guys up last week, and mine's Gabriel Davis. Look, this guy should not. This guy should have been picked up 
last week we talked about him. I he's emerged as the number two there behind Stefan Diggs. And look, I've been tooting his horn since last year. It took a long time for him to get here, but I think he has arrived. And I think going into next year, unless there's a drastic change in the rest of the season or the playoffs, that we're going to be looking at Gabriel Davis as a wide receiver three flex option in fantasy drafts. And that's what I think he can be for you uh, this week. So if for some reason you're still competing and Gabriel Davis is out there after tonight, or you can get him somehow with fab or waiver priority, get him on your roster. He's a touchdown machine. You know, it's hard though. They're playing the Patriots. Are you still confident against that? Well, look, a few weeks ago when that we had that crazy wind game that was low scoring, he scored a touchdown against the Patriots. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think that game is, and we'll talk about that game later, but I think it's going to be a lot more scoring than their previous matchup. All right. All right. They held That's, Pittman pretty much to nothing. So I well, think Pittman was ejected. Yeah. Well, I, Pittman was ejected, but in the fourth quarter. Oh, but was also, it the fourth quarter? Yeah, oh, but that, that's not a fair. That's not a fair comparison because the way they work, they shut down one guy, and no one's shutting down Gabriel Davis over Diggs. So uh, I hear. I, I don't think that was a fair comparison on my part. I'm yeah, I mean, it. it's not that you're necessarily picking up Gabriel Davis and he's a must start. It's that you got to get him on your raw. I know there's only two weeks left, but it's it's more about defense, and maybe you're going to use him next week. Or maybe it's a dynasty ad like I did. I added him in their dynasty. He was out there on the waiver wire. I was surprised, Jacob, because that's in your league. I, I roster him be... for two years. He doesn't do anything. And then I drop him and Gabe picks him up. <laughs> Just my luck. But it's okay. I have him in your dynasty league. So we're all good. Patience is a virtue, my friend. <laughs> One that we all know too well can often be our best friend and our worst enemy. Uh, Justin, Ooh. let's put your money where your mouth is. Yes, Ooh. I am going to let you choose. Come on, Ron St. Brown or <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. this week. Full PPR. Tristan Bruce coming in with a hot take, hot question. Uh, let's put it into perspective. I'm on Ron St. Brown has the Atlanta Falcons. Pretty juicy matchup, might I say. Michael Pittman Jr. has the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Um Matchups alone and just the fire that has been – this is kind of a tale of two halves, right? Michael Pittman was the Cinderella story of the first half of the year. Amon, Amon Ron St. Brown is that guy that's kind of pushing you along these last few weeks, and I think their trajectories are going different ways. So for me, I think it's Amon Ron St. Brown. I'd rather have him going this week rather than Michael Pittman Jr. against a Cardinals team who really needs to rebound after a lackluster performance in Detroit last week. So, Justin, does that help you make your decision? I mean, if you saw what I typed to him in our chat, I don't like this question. And <laughs> I, What's funny is I'm starting both of them in one of my leagues without question. I think both are very good plays that won't hurt you. But if you say, hey, pick one, there's no there's no other pivoting. I'm going I'm on St. Brown for two reasons. That's one, garbage Atlanta. And that's two, a traditional Sunday morning rather than Saturday afternoon. You know, the, the Saturday afternoon games, they probably had a nice lunch, woke up a little late, got a little fat off some uh, some leftovers. Hey, that's on Christmas Day too. So, you know, some some cakes and 
candy canes. They're going to be a little slow. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> Chasing I'll go. candy cane on a morning and Saturday morning. It's Christmas, oh dude. God. What do you mean? This isn't a traditional Saturday. This is Christmas Saturday. I'm so I'm sure these guys have to be at the stadium at least. They're going to eat like five hours before the candy game. Cans. They're going to have their tri-tip and potatoes and all that delicious stuff on Christmas Eve. Have a nice sleep. It's going to run with them the next day. So I'm going home on St. Brown just because those two reasons, mostly because Atlanta sucks. So that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> you say that, Justin, and all I think of there's a popular YouTube video out there with like those blown up balloon animals that like are so full they just like roll around. And that's what I just pictured on the field on Saturday. Just a bunch of O linemen, like having the toughest time getting up after a play. So the game's just like extra long. Jacob, does that make you? uh, I don't know what I was going to say there, but back to the Amon Ron St. Brown and Michael Pittman Jr. question. Who are you siding with if you had to pick one this week? This is so tough. Can you remind me of the matchups again? Uh, Let's see. Amon Ron St. Brown is going against Atlanta. Pretty favorable matchup. Michael Mm -hmm. Pittman Jr. going against Arizona, Mm -hmm. who was pretty much blown out last week against Detroit. Yeah, this is tough. I think they're going to look to rebound here. Amon Ra has been on fire lately, but I'm going to lean with the guy who's been dependable all year and go Pittman Jr. Especially, I think Goff is on the COVID-19 list, and... Oh, I don't know if true. that if that. he is plays or not. He very, he very yeah. truly is. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, if Goff plays, if not Pittman, obviously. Yeah, I'm just gonna go uh, with dependability. I mean, hopefully, yeah, that, hopefully that, he's dependable. <laughs> that makes the situation really murky. If Goff is vaccinated, there's a possibility that he can play, but we don't know that. Um, with that being said, Tristan, monitor that because that was something we forgot to even consider. Um, but Goff doesn't play. I think you're looking to go towards Michael Pittman Jr. Goff plays. I still like him on State Brown. So hopefully that helps you out, Tristan. I'm going to go ahead and take your comment away now. It's been up there for too long. <laughs> you're getting popular around here. Gentlemen, for me, focusing on the waiver wire, you touched on a few good names. Uh, Amon Ron St. Brown to name one and Gabriel Davis to say the other. Justin Jackson was someone who we talked about earlier. Ronald, ja- jo- <laughs> Ronald Jones and Le'Veon Bell were also people that we told you to keep an eye on out there. Um, and then Antonio Brown, if he just happens to be out there, currently in Yahoo leagues, he's 70% rostered. So he's quite the look. If he happens to be there, he's an automatic plug-and-play type of guy. Um, so be sure to be on the lookout. Any other names, fellas? Because this is like the first time we've had to cover waivers almost all season. So this is your chance to speak up. I like Samaje because if Mixon's out with that ankle, then I'm going to definitely run Samaje because he's not going to have much competition. Mixon's the workhorse over there, so they're just going to slide him in and take his carries. I think the small sample size we have off of him, when he gets above 10 carries, he does pretty well. So I wouldn't mind starting him if you're in a pinch. Fair enough. Jacob, anyone else, or can we move uh, on with this I'm show? not sure if you guys mentioned him for waiver wire, but Tyler Johnson of the Bucks, if he, if all these guys are really – there's a possibility that Antonio Brown doesn't even play, or Mike Evans. or So he had seven targets last week, so keep an eye out. If you're desperate for wide receiver, and you with all these COVID situations, all these injuries, there could be – you could have a lot worse options than him. So True. I would keep an eye out for him if you need somebody. Fair enough. Let's move on over to our dark horses of the week. And before we do, let's recap last week's 
And I have a story to tell, gentlemen. Justin, let's get yours out of the way. We already know it by now. Amon Ron St. Brown against Arizona. Had a great fantasy day. That was a hit for you. Congratulations, my friend. Jacob Barton. Oh, my God. Not That's only it. do I feel for you, but the entire fantasy community feels for you. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson at Indy. No one predicted that game script that would have been that led to that performance by Ramondre Stevenson. And I just want to put it into perspective here, folks. That is one of the – and not only that, it was a Thursday night game. So it was just the tale of what was to come for everybody, unless you were the Jonathan Taylor owner. And with that being said, you need to have fun with fantasy football, man, because there was a brief moment in time where I was pulling whatever hair I have left on my head, thinking – how did this possibly happen before I even realized, oh, wait, I never actually even had time to go in and put Ramondre Stevenson in my lineup because I had him in two dynasty leagues and I was, wow. I was excited. I, in my mind, I had thought that I was going to go ahead and start him. And then in one league, I have the buy and in the other league, I never made it to go start him. And it just goes to show that like fantasy football is fun, guys. You laugh about it. You get to talk crap about it with your friends. Every single analyst out there. Now, I did run into someone on Twitter who had the uh, audacity. No, he had a good point, but he did say this. And I think his comment was something along the lines of what expletive in his right mind would start a Patriots running back? And I'm thinking in my head, have you not? And then he said anybody who's who's starting a Patriots running back has no idea what it what they're doing when it comes to playing fantasy football. And I thought to myself for a minute, has he not been watching fantasy like the football season this whole year? Damian Harris has been more than relevant. Ramondre Stevenson was a plug and play a couple of weeks ago and was a huge play for anybody that decided to pull through and start him. Every analyst that I happened to research or look into because I was curious and I did this after the fact. I wanted to go back after the fact to look at all of these different podcasts and analysts that were saying, hey, go out there and start Ramondre Stevenson. He's going to be a major win for your fantasy lineups this week. Guys, out of like the 10 I looked for, every single podcast mentioned Ramondre Stevenson and mentioned starting him. It just Uh, goes to show that even the best get it wrong. So we're here to have fun. We're here to have a conversation. Listen to us because we say the same things that the real guys say we just do it oh, with a lot less no style. no we what, don't say Justin? the same we don't say the same thing as them name one that said start great joseph and they got you 13 points that <laughs> oh, name one no one does that second of all we're not we're not like them because we don't have to cater to anybody ramondre was a nice start we don't have to apologize for that that game was whack from the beginning that was just unexpected. You lose some, you lose some. But he's a good player. He'll bounce back. You can't win them all, man. Don't don't apologize. First round fantasy gets it right ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, it's funny because I'm the one who had him as my dark horse, and I haven't spoke yet. But all I'll say is, I specifically said I think the game strip is going to be the same as the Bills and the Patriots from a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to be a low scoring game. And we saw them use Ramondre Stevenson a lot. I said. It, that's going to depend on the game script. It was the complete opposite game script. Like the Colts were up on them the whole game, right? Yeah. So it didn't, the game script was, there were two situations. Either the Patriots are up big and they use Ramondre or it's a close game and they use Ramondre. 
the game script writ him out, wrote him out. So what can you do? Yeah. What can you do indeed? Thank you, Justin, for uh, always bringing me back into the realm where we are the best fantasy football podcast. I just <laughs> wish more people knew that. I think we need to start getting you out there and wherever the hell you are, waving a sign or something, dude. First, I'll have, it, I'll have it repping in Idaho. I already got some people on here, but dude, <laughs> listen, if even so, if you started Ramondre, he's probably not the reason you lost. He contributed to it. This week was bad all around. Like, it's not a it's not a make or break that 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 performance. So don't trip. You're good, Jacob. Ramondre's good. Nice. Thank Fair you. enough. Before we dive into our dark uh, horses of the week, we do have a comment here. Tyler Lockett is he playing this week? If not, is Ayuk a starter? Uh, definitely. If Tyler Lockett is not playing, Ayuk is a starter. If Tyler Lockett is playing, Ayuk is a starter. Guys, what do you think? I'll give I it to the Niner guy. No, I mean, I. no matter what, I mean, oof, I would still maybe even start Ayuk over Lockett, even if he does play, to be honest. What has Russell Wilson shown you that fills you confident in starting? He's shown that he can make Tyler Lockett relevant and no I mean, one else. 27, 19, 12, 15, last four weeks that he played. Um, I'm definitely taking that over Ayuk. Not to say Ayuk doesn't have potential, but he's still on the level below Lockett at this point. I guess I haven't been paying attention to Lockett because I don't I haven't roth I don't roster him in any league, but I just still with Russell Wilson not playing well and then Tyler Lockett, he was out with COVID, right? Or he was uh, yeah, yeah, he missed the last he missed last week's game. That's why yeah, he's referencing so, that. I'm sure he can come back and just slide right in and, and get right back to business. But I don't know. Either way, you know, I still start a regardless. But yeah, may, uh, I so mean, I'm not Kobe, saying. If you're listening, yeah. let us know who your other flexes are and your other wide receivers because it looks like we want to start both Tyler Lockett and Ayuk. So maybe if there's another guy there on your fantasy team that you're considering starting or benching over Ayuk, let us know who it is because I think Ayuk is definitely worth a start this week as well. Uh, same for Tyler Lockett. Gentlemen, after recapping and answering Colby's question, let's get into our dark horses of the week. This is it, fellas. This is make or break it time. Uh, actually, next week is make or break it time. So I'm going to start off with you, Justin. I see you typing away last minute search and deceased. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just getting nervous and throwing out words. This always happens. So I'm just going to let it go. Justin, who is your dark horse of the week for week 16? Uh, majority of my past ones kind of hit, so I can't use them anymore. So I got to go <laughs> deep, deep, deep. And, and that's we spoke about the team, the Chiefs, if they're losing all those weapons, similar to the Tyler Johnson pickup. I'm going down to McCole Hardman as my hit of the week. If if Hill sits, the dude can kind of play the outsides. He's super fast. They're playing to win. I, I think you're – I mean, they're playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not that good. You saw what the Vikings did to them two weeks ago. So, uh, McCole Hardman, uh, like you're talking Van Jefferson, uh, K.J. Osborne. Uh, I might start – I will start McCole Hardman over those guys if Hill sits. That's where I'm sitting with him. Justin, I don't – if Hill sits, that is a fine dark horse. But what I want you to do is I want you to sit there and think about it for a minute. I'm going to put you in timeout. Think of another player if Hill does play 
Give me another option because I know you're good for it. Jacob, I'm going to hand it off to you. Who is your dark horse for this week? Yeah, so I find myself in a predicament just like a lot of other fantasy managers of possibly not having Travis Kelsey this week. And so it got me thinking about who can be a replacement tight end. And I, I put this guy in the waiver section, but I didn't bring him up because I wanted to talk about him here. And that is Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. Now, he's been up and down all year. We've talked about him as a waiver wire pickup in the middle of the season. You know, he's been hot and cold. But I think when it comes to tight end, it's it's very ugly. So you look at him, he had nine targets last week and six catches for 71 yards, getting you 13.1 fantasy points in full PPR. So, look. There's nothing you can do if Kelsey misses. You're going to have to find a replacement. There's not a lot of options out there on the waiver wire. Cole Komet might actually be rostered in some very competitive leagues. But as of right now, before waivers process for Yahoo, he's at 25%. So if you're like me and you're going to be desperate for a tight end, I think you can look Cole Komet's way. That performance last week is very promising for me. Justin Fields... Uh, is looking like he could, you know, finally be putting it together. So I'm going to go with Cole Komet. Interesting choice. I'm also eager to see what other tight end options might be on your fantasy radar or waiver wire in that particular league, Jacob, uh, because I do have a fantasy question myself, specifically regarding tight ends later in the show. But uh, Cole Komet, I mean, yeah, man, that's real bottom of the barrel. It's also kind of like my pick that I'll get into shortly. You're banking on the fact that Justin Fields can find fantasy success. I mean, last week he throws a touchdown with one second to go in the game. If that doesn't happen, I think it gives you like 11 fantasy points. But that only means that he's looking short, and Cole Komet has been that outlet for him, Uh, not so much David Montgomery or Kenneth Herbert. So Cole Komet, tight end, Chicago Bears. That's Jacob's dark horse pick. Justin, what are you thinking about it? I love it. We, I think I talked to Jacob about it. I don't agree with him on Fields making it happen, Captain, but that dude's trash. But uh, you got to throw somebody in. Komet is a nice tight end. He's had a couple good games. And if I can get 10-plus out of my tight end, I'll slot that in instantly. So I think he's good for it. Fair enough. And good to say, Jacob. I hope it works out for you. I hope it works out for both of you. Justin, were you able to find another dark horse this week? Can you pull Can you pull two out of your hat this week in a week that people are just so dependent on your decisions? I mean, it counters everything I said prior because, A, I mentioned him. B, he's going against my team. But, <laughs> C, that's the reason. I, if I had to pivot, it would be Van Jefferson because oh, uh, play, they play the Vikings – we are not good against the pass. I think the Vikings will win a score of 50 to 49, but Van Jefferson gets two touchdowns. No, Van Jefferson will get 13 plus, 14 plus, something that you can be confident. So if Hill doesn't play, McCool, if Hill plays, pivot, start Van Jefferson with confidence. You know, I'm really glad you brought that up because good friend of the show and, you know, person on the show, uh, your brother. Joe, uh, he, uh, he, we were talking the other day and he asked uh, a start state question, Van Jefferson or KJ Osborne. And we ended up going with KJ Osborne. And I think he did have the better fantasy day, but overall Van Jefferson is a guy who 
you know, kind of like Jacob was nonchalantly just ignoring Tyler Lockett's success over the last five weeks. I've been ignoring Van Jefferson's success over the last few weeks. He's been a very consistent fantasy football producer since the departure of Deshaun Jackson. And I think that's why they let go of Deshaun Jackson. I mean, clearly so. So with that being said, Van Jefferson, fine take. Looks to be a high-scoring game. Hopefully it is. And hopefully Van Jefferson gets that long 50-yard bomb that we've seen at least a few times from him this season. Um, Before I get into my dark horse, we're going to touch back on Colby's here really quick. Colby has Tyler Lockett, Jalen Waddell, Brendan Ayuk, Hunter Renfro, KJ Osborne, J-Rob. Who does not get the start out of this group? Well, if Adam Thielen plays, it's clear to it's clear as day that KJ Osborne is the guy to sit here, gentlemen. Uh, you're starting James Robin, Lockett, Waddle, Ayuk, and Renfro, right? He's talking about Kendrick Bourne, the Patriots. Oh well, then yeah, uh, I'd also still sit him over Lockett, Waddle, Ayuk, Renfro, and Jay Robinson. Oh, uh, that's harder than I think. Uh, Man, uh, yeah. it's hard because Bourne's actually become the number one over there for the most part. He gets the nice balls, but he's been out. Uh, he's on the COVID-19. So if he has that, then he's sitting, but I'd have to, I'd have to bench. I have to bench Ayuk if uh, I guess, I mean, I'm benching Bourne, but it would only be Ayuk who else I would bench everyone else. I'm starting without question. Yeah. I'd still bench Bourne there. Last time they played Buffalo didn't even get you one fantasy point. I'm a couple of targets. Wasn't that the game? Um, He only threw. He's had some explosive games. Yeah. What's that? That was the game Mac Jones only threw three times, so it's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, thanks for bringing it up, though. But, um, sure, this game will be much different. Even so, I just think the defense is outstanding over there in Buffalo. I I would rather stay away from um, Kendrick Bourne. Jacob? Yeah, I mean, if they're all healthy, I I sit Kendrick Bourne easy. Uh, And if he's out with COVID, then the decision's made for you. You start the rest of the guys. There you go. Hey. Colby, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, let COVID decide, man. Let COVID decide. <laughs> uh, knock on wood, guys. Knock on wood. We don't want that to happen all the time. Uh, let's get into my dark horse. Guys, I told you at the start of the show, this is for deep, deep, deep leagues, 12-team leagues, 14-team leagues. That's Amir Abdullah running back for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I am actively chasing this guy right now on the waiver wire in one of my deep leagues. Um, and actually – I think our league is a little different. I think our waiver wires process. Oh, should I check to see if I got him right now? Nonetheless, I'm in the bidding for him. Um, and there are a few reasons why. I know we talked in depth about Tom Brady um, earlier at the top of the show. And, you know, you're not going to not start your studs, even with all the weapons that he's missing, even with that Carolina defense being so competitive. I think Tom Brady finds a way to rebound. I think he has a strong fantasy game. And how that reflects on the other side of the ball is tremendous. You got Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah over there. Chuba Hubbard hasn't found any passing game success over the last two weeks since the departure of CMC, only finding himself one target over the span of those last two games. Amir Abdullah has found eight. He got lucky last week, caught the touchdown, which was great. However, I do feel like they will find themselves in a negative game script this week. I think Tom Brady finds a way to get it done. And when Tom Brady finds a way to get it done and Carolina is playing from behind, Amir Abdullah is more likely to find himself in the game. With that being said, 
you know, over the last few weeks, he's caught four balls, two balls. That's not a lot of action. And last week's production came mostly from the touchdown. However, if Tom Brady can get out of the gates hot and reflect that game script, kind of like we were all talking about Ramondre Stevenson earlier, then that bodes well for a guy like Amir Abdullah. And because of that, I think he has some fantasy success. I'm starting him over his counterpart, Chuba Hubbard, this week. The front seven of that Bucks defense has been susceptible over the last few weeks, but it's been because of the guys that they played against. I don't think Chuba Hubbard matches up talent-wise with those guys that they faced. They are, however, susceptible through the air, which is what Amir Abdullah is going to beat you. He's going to beat you in the air as a pass catcher out of the backfield. The Bucks are the fourth best team to play against when you are the running back who's catching the ball out of the backfield. And, you know, if all things bode well, I think he's a fine play, fantasy play, um, flex play, RB2, 15-plus fantasy points. I know I say that with a lot of my guys. Currently, he's projected for about 10 fantasy points. I think he gets it done, 15 fantasy points. Hope he finds his. Uh, hope he finds himself in the end zone. Any thoughts, guys? I didn't think that deep. I wouldn't consider any of them, but I like where your logic's at. Fair enough. I'll take it. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's definitely a, a deep dive dark horse, and he had a, a really good week last week. And, look, we thought Chuba Hubbard was going to step in and do what Mike Davis did last year with CMC out. No way. So, uh, you know, it looks like they're splitting at least touches. So Abdullah is not a bad play, especially when in the passing game, for sure. Yeah. I'm absolutely decimated in the league that I'm currently gunning for. And it just so happens that the guy I'm playing this week is also decimated at running back. So we're both talking like, how much are you going to spend on them? We're playing the mind games now. And I think I'm really confident in trying to go for him. I'm putting a lot of fab in him, and I really hope he pulls through for my fantasy team. And if you're desperate enough, he pulls through for your fantasy team as well. Gentlemen, let's move on to our sleepers. For I do want to add really quick. Oh, go I ahead. forgot to mention about Cole Komet, if anybody's still listening and who cares. He's playing Seattle, who is very friendly to tight end matchups. That's another reason why I chose him as my dark horse. Unfortunately, that's not going to be in the clip when I clip it out, but I do. I did want to mention it really quick. Unless you show us your expert editing skills, Jacob, and get hey, it done. You know I might you can. Do that. I might Before do that. we get into our uh, – but oh, well, that's not a question. But we'll entertain it. CMC or just Jonathan Taylor this week. Welcome to 2021, <laughs> Luke. You're starting Jonathan Taylor. Thanks for the question, man. We appreciate oh, you. This. Even if you that's are just funny. goofing around. Let's look at our sleepers for this week, fellas. But before we do, let's look at last week. David Montgomery versus Minnesota for Justin. That was a hit, poor performance. Jacob, you had Kyle Pitts at San Francisco, under 12 fantasy points. I like the line there, fellas. <laughs> he barely got under 12, but I'll take it as a hit. You take You're it still disappointed take in that. People wanted You want him to score 20 this week and help you win. I'm disappointed. Well, I mean, considering that was one of his better games over the last few weeks, you're actually probably excited. But you hit Maybe. the line, and you made the line, so you expect and respect the line. I like it. Good call, Jacob. Um, and I guess I'll start us off. Uh, this week I'm going with Darrell Henderson Jr. as my fool's goal player of the week, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. And it's pretty simple, guys. The pendulum has swung in Los Angeles, and it favors Sony Michelle. I don't know how confident you are this week in starting a guy who only saw the ball eight times last week when it was their first time seeing action together. 
this season in regards to Sonny Michelle and Darrell Henderson. Uh, outtouched him 8-16, to 16, and Sonny Michelle did so much more with his carries. It was out of this world. And I just don't know. I mean, I don't know with how skim the fantasy landscape is at running back, how comfortable you are pivoting from this position. Like, I'm not going to go out here and say, hey, I'm going to start Amir Abdullah over Darrell Henderson. Obviously, if you have Sonny Michelle, that's a conversation you have to have with yourself. But, gentlemen, I think it's a conversation to be had nonetheless. This is your fantasy playoffs, your confidence, your team. And Darrell Henderson Jr., who's been respectable all season long, is he a guy you want in your lineup this week? I don't think so. And I hope you guys can back me up. What do you guys think? Justin, I'll start with you. Disgusting. Awful. I hate it. I love this guy, man. He's been a beast. And then Sony comes in and ruins everything, dude. I hate him. Um, I definitely have to start him possibly in a league. I'm trying to pivot, but there's not a lot of options out there. I spoke about Samaje. If Mixon's out, I'm probably starting him over Henderson. If Swift doesn't play and Jamal Williams is back from the uh, 19 list, then I might start Jamal Williams. It's really disgusting because McVay is, I don't know, Shanahan S, but they're kind of secretive. He said, he was kind of forward. He said, game flow, whoever's better, I'll play more. And Sony mm-hmm. had it going on, so Sony played. But I, I can't, I, I'm trying to win. I'm not maybe trying to have a player that's going to play. So I'd probably pivot. <laughs> I'd probably pivot to the safest floor given this type of situation. I, I, I mean, Minnesota's hard on the run anyway, so that's okay, but. Yeah, actually not. They gave up a lot lately. But, yeah, I agree with you. Pivot. Definitely. Let us know your start sick questions down in the comments below. Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts? No, I, I pretty much agree with you guys. I don't have any investment in Darrell Henderson, but he was looking like a workhorse at the beginning of the year and, and an RB1, and it just kind of fell apart. Not his fault, injuries, COVID stuff, but in the meantime, Sony's been playing well. So it, it's, it's really a split and you can't rely on that. So it's like, you're lo- looking at him in a flex option. And it's like, I'd rather start a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown over him and, and who's getting a ton of targets, even mm-hmm. if Jared Goff doesn't play. So yeah, when we're talking about that, then I think you can pivot off of Henderson. And I love that you bring up the flex option because, you know, I'm blind to it occasionally, but, from my perspective, I love starting wide receivers in my flexes, and I think you guys do too. I know Joe does because we were especially talking about full it earlier, PPR, especially yeah. in full PPR. So when you bring it up like that in that perspective, um, Amon Ron St. Brown in your flex looks much better this week than a guy like Terrell Henderson Jr. I was more so referring to that RB two mix conversation, but you're likely to find anyone else because you're in a situation like Justin where the waiver wires yeah. are hard to come by. And you're just going to be forced to start him. So with that being said, temper your expectations this week with Darrell Henderson Jr. It wasn't pretty last week. It's likely not to be pretty this week. So that was my week 16 sleeper. Before we get into Justin's, uh, Tristan, back at it again. Put in a waiver wire today to drop him for Rojo. Have Michelle also on my bench. Not sure who you put a waiver claim on. I think he's talking about Daryl Henderson. I think yeah, he said. He I think he's saying he put in a waiver for Rojo and he's dropping Daryl Henderson. I don't know oh. if I would do that. You got to have somebody else you can drop. Yeah, I, I stay away from that. If Michelle gets banged up, Henderson's back up. Rojo, uh, I I like that you want to get 
Ronald Jones, but drop somebody else. There's oh, definitely yeah. get, somebody else. Get Rojo on your roster because he might be a better option than those other two, but don't drop Daryl Henderson. Just like what if Sony Michelle gets hurt and then Daryl Henderson next week is an RB1? Like you don't want to risk that. Not worth he it. also says Tony Pollard. I think that's a guy that no. you also don't want to drop as well as we all shake our heads here. You gotta have, have any you gotta have wide receivers else. or there's gotta be a wide receiver, an extra Unless defense. This dude is stacked. Uh, there might and be then, an extra defense out there that you have. A lot of players people often think that they gotta hoard their defenses for the playoffs, but as the playoffs continue onward. Uh, there are less people just competing for defenses. So maybe you have two defenses out there. One of them you can drop. Uh, maybe Look, a wide let's receiver. Give, let's give him some type of answer unless he doesn't write back. But if you had, you can only keep three of those four guys. Which one I would are just you dropping? Leave, I, would leave, I would leave Rojo on the bench and start Michelle and Pollard probably. Mazik is not good, guys. He's low. not healthy. He yeah. hasn't looked good. Pollard has continued to play well. Yeah. I would start him in a flex any day over probably Rojo. If I have to choose, I might uh, I might drop Henderson, to be honest. If I have to choose out of those four guys, uh, you have to. You have Henderson, to choose one. Look, I always look at the offenses that they play in, right? And I think we're talking uh, about three point, pretty yeah. good offenses mm -hmm. here. Um, let's go. He brings in his bench here. My bench is Ayuk, Pittman Jr., Henderson, Ooh, Michelle, yeah. and Pollard. Yeah, you drop Henderson, or I think he just, I think he just leave Rojo out there. Rojo is lightweight fool's gold for me, fellas, this week, and I know we haven't really yeah. touched on it. I just think that we're putting a lot of gold into his basket. <laughs> See what I did there? Expecting him to have a good fantasy production week, and he certainly is capable of it. But at the same time, I don't know. Not someone I'm willing to put in all my baggage. Let alone drop. Drop a guy like Darrell Henderson. I'd have um, I'd have to see the dude's full roster to be honest, because it's kind of hard. If I gun to my head, I'll, if I drop any of them, I drop Ayuk. But if you just kept Ronald off, I wouldn't complain either. So it's you're sticky, sticky, sticky spot. Sticky, sticky, sticky. <laughs> Johnny Quest, let us know what you're thinking. Tristan has a question for you. If you just listening to the show. He wants to pick up Ronald Jones Jr., and he's thinking about dropping Darrell Henderson. He also has Pollard, Michelle Pittman on his bench. What are you thinking, Johnny? Welcome on in. Uh, he also comments right after that, you guys trust any Texans, not Cooks, receivers, or Chargers backups this week? We touched on Justin Jackson. I think we're all pretty confident in him this week. As far as Texan backups, I don't think you're looking at a guy like Nico Collins, anybody on the running back team there, which is actually sad to say because Davis Mills, I like the guy. I think he's pretty good. And I think if he continues to play well for the remainder of this season, they don't go out and invest in a quarterback in this year's draft. And Davis Mills is probably a two QB starter next year if they add some weapons around him. Jacob, Justin, what are you thinking? Uh, good for Davis Mills. Great. He's so good. I think he's doing really good. No, I mean, 23 fantasy points. That was like QB 12 last week. I mean, the team sucks. No one's expecting anything out of him. It's hard for me to gauge the guy, but I'm sure I like him better than Zach Wilson. So yeah, he's cool. <laughs> well, he says, do you guys trust any Texans receiver or a Chargers backup this week? Justin Jackson. That's yep. my answer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, kind of what I already said. So Jay, uh, Johnny, hope you're good there. Let's get into your sleepers, guys. We ended with mine. We'll get to those other questions in a minute. Justin, who is your sleeper for week 16? Or, I'm sorry, your fool's gold for week 16. 
Yeah, my fool's gold is Antonio Gibson, the guy who everyone was hating on midseason, and then he's come on as of late. Uh, dude didn't run well, but he got in the end zone. I don't know, dude. He he carried 15 times, got 26 yards. Ugh, disgusting. I don't trust it. They're playing Dallas. Dallas is uh, – you you don't think defense with Dallas. You really don't. They, they come on super hot. And you're like, whatever, it's Dallas. They're legit. They're a good defense this year. They really are good against the run. And they're playing uh, as well, just like the top tier NF NFC teams. They're, they want more than just their division. So I don't see them losing. I don't see them giving them an edge because the, the Washington football team is playing for a spot potentially. I mean, it hurt them losing to the, to the Eagles, but they don't want to lose either. But I think they do. And Antonio Gibson doesn't do smacks. So... I bench him. I know it's hard to bench a running back. Like, uh, he's lower your expectations. If you have a better pivot, which unless you're stacked, you don't, but lower your expectations. He's not going to give you 25. He's not going to give you 20 plus, 15 plus at best. And that's a high end. Let me ask you this. You starting DJ Moore this week against Tampa Bay or Antonio Gibson, Justin? So obviously we're talking flex. Obviously we should be talking PPR. I would start against Tampa Bay's defense. They're hard against the run. I'll go. I'll go DJ Moore. I mean, I feel like he can get behind him. He gets so many targets. So I'll go that way. What about Gabriel Davis or Antonio Gibson? Same question. Flex. Who's your other? Who's the other player? Gabe Davis. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, going up against New England this week. Oh, God, that's ugly. Oh, man. Um, Cole Beasley's out. Uh, I will go Gabriel Davis. Fair enough. You answered my fantasy questions for me. Disgusting. Uh, I guess we'll talk about DJ Moore and Gabriel Davis in a little bit. Uh, but nonetheless, great pick. Cowboys defense has shown up this season. Although last week that game against the Eagles, I believe um, Washington was starting their third string quarterback. Therefore, the box was just stacked against Gibson. I think you only find relevance if he finds himself falling in the end zone. But if there are better options, Justin just gave you two of them, then you're going to likely pivot from Antonio Gibson this week. That's a great call for your sleeper pick, Justin. Let's move on. Jacob, who is your Fool's gold player for week 16. So my fool's gold, I, I went with the, you know, how we say we choose a guy who's kind of emerged recently and kind of been hot, but we're saying, okay, temper your expectations here. And for me, that is Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. Look, he's had a, a few nice past couple weeks with Zach Moss being a healthy scratch the past two weeks. The Zach Moss roller coaster has been so weird this season. He was a healthy scratch, and then he comes back, and he's actually playing well, looking like he's going to take the starting job. Then he disappears again. Now Devin Singletary's here, and and Zach Moss is getting healthy scratched again. I don't know what <laughs> what goes on with that, but I just think, look, they're playing the Patriots. I and it's not that they're going to Patriots are going to shut down Devin Singletary. I just think. It's going to be mostly, you know, Josh Allen contributing uh, on the ground and getting and getting these fantasy points. I think you can find better options than Devin Singletary this week. And look, I just don't trust him necessarily, to be honest. Like, it's nice that he's had these past couple good games, but do you really want to depend on your fantasy matchup with 
Devin Singletary. So I think, look, every situation is different. Every fantasy manager has a different team and maybe they have no other better option. But I just think considering the matchup and look, you know, the Patriots haven't been amazing against the run, but they've been good enough to be able to stop him. And I just think that it's going to be Josh Allen with his legs and his arm. And if they're going to be rushing any touchdowns in, I think it's going to be Josh Allen doing that. So I'm saying maybe look for a better option for Devin Singletary or at the very least limit your expectations there. Justin, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have trouble though because Zach Moss is gone pretty much. So I trust that Singletary will get some action, but it's not good action. That's the same. You're kind of hoping for a touchdown, but he, he ran pretty well. So, it, I mean, 22 carries, uh, uh, that's an outlier compared to his whole year. He had a he had 22 carries and a touchdown and only finished with 16 points. Uh, I It's not sexy, but I agree with what he said. It's going to be difficult against New England too. Definitely a tale of two stories. Uh, two weeks ago, we saw seven targets out of the backfield, turn that into six catches. Uh, 40 yards so that was a nice ppr day then last week he comes out with the carries 22 carries like justin said so it's really what devin singletary are you going to get uh if you get the ppr singletary i think you're going to have a good fantasy day and if you're getting that rushing devin singletary is josh allen going to be the guy to get the rushing touchdown um that's kind of what we're going to see here jacob so would you guys would you guys rather start devin singletary or jeff wilson jr I'm starting Jeff Wilson Jr. Hey, no. I'm I'm not starting anybody in the Niners backfield, not named Mitchell. I don't care. I mean, he got he got a nice nice run, but uh, I can't trust it. It's too inconsistent. I'd rather take the safe floor in these type of games. I guess if I need boom, give me Jeff Wilson, but even so that's hard. I, Interesting. You as a Niner fan disagree. Like it's hard to call the Niners running game. No, I, yeah, I agree, but that's why it's tough. Like I'm actually in a scenario I have to where I have to decide on that, and uh, it's yeah, it's interesting. Or I can pivot to like a wide receiver. Like, would you start Mike Williams over Devin Singletary in the flex? Oh yeah, yeah, I would start. I would start it for the upside. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of, and Johnny's been talking about it in the comments, uh, talking specifically about the Titans and the Niners game, he thinks it should be close, low scoring. The Tennessee Titans defense was atrocious to start the year. I just looked at Yahoo thinking it was going to be like a middle-of-the-pack road type of matchup for the 49ers. They are first in defending against the run. So they have come a long way as far as the evolution of their defense from what they were at the beginning of the year to what they are now. So I think that has a lot to say. Who's However, that? in that game, I think I'm still going with one of the best running teams in all of football, and that's the San Francisco 49ers, and that's Jeff Wilson Jr. You said the Titans are number two against the run? They are number one. They're currently 32nd. So that means they're oh, first wow. in defending against the run. That's awesome news for Debo's. Oh, buddy. <laughs> They suck against the pass. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Jacob, I hope that answers your question. Uh, your fool's goal player this week, Devin Singletary. That about does it for our sleepers this week. We have a few more questions to close out the show. I also have a few myself, so let's burn through them. Titans giving up less than two yards of carry over the last month. Thank you, Tristan. He only reinforces the fact that they are the first in defending the run 
especially over the last month, apparently. I'd like to know what the running backs that they've played against. I don't know the matchups offhand. I guess you can kind of look it up here. And while we look up those matchups, I have a start-sit decision for you guys. Uh, you have to pick one tight end to start this week. Who is it going to be? You have Noah Fant going against Las Vegas. You have Devin Knox going against New England. Or you have Pat Fryermuth playing against Kansas City. All of these games are on the road. Which tight end are you starting this week? You have to pick one. That Don't is all tough. Gabe, Gabe, you have a tough time with first names, man. Uh, it's Dawson Knox. What did I say? <laughs> you said Devin Knox. But hey, maybe oh, you're thinking whatever. of Devil Singletary, same team. Um, that is tough, man. Isn't Knox coming off like a monster performance? No. It's not, or did, was it two weeks ago? I think it was a few weeks ago. Oh, few weeks ago. No, it was two weeks ago against I mean, Tampa Bay. He had seven for 60 and a touchdown. Pretty good. Uh, man, that that is mm, – honestly, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Dawson Knox because that's – I mean, that's not necessarily who the Patriots are going to be focused on, and we know Dosh Allen and him can go for a blow-up game. So I'm going to go with Knox, even though it's not the best matchup. Yeah, agreed, and it's not close. I think Firemuth is the most overrated tight end. I don't like him, and he's injured. And <laughs> Justin, man, I need to cut together like a Justin clip of him just dissing on players. <laughs> he's garbage, dude. He's he's okay. Like, look at with Font and Knox. At least you don't need a touchdown. Like a touchdown just makes your day. But uh, with Firemuth, it's like. I got two two targets, one catch for a touchdown. Congratulations. Okay, that's that's just the disgusting side of tight end where someone that bad can be thought as good. But, dude, it's not – especially with his injury, I'm not starting him. I will start Knox over Font, but I won't be upset if I have to start Noah Font. That's where I'm at. Fair enough. Let's put this into perspective. Um. Uh... <laughs> Name escapes me. The defense, the Patriots defense, number one in defending against the tight end. Las Vegas, the second worst in defending against the tight end. The only thing I can think of here in this situation is Noah Font has the emergence of the second string tight end. Not sure how to really pronounce his name. Noah's first name is Big Albert, though. Those are two guys that over the last two weeks have combined for, I believe, 10 for 132 yards or something like that. So they're getting equal love in an offense that has had trouble throwing the ball to their wide receivers. So I, I think I'm leaning Noah Fawn here. I'd love to think what, love to know what you guys think down in the comments below. Jacob, maybe we could chop up this segment and put it out there just, get to, pe just to get people's opinions. Uh, but thanks for answering, and thanks for discussing that with me, guys. One other question. A.J. Brown likely to come off injured reserve this week. How confident are you in starting him if he plays? The game is Thursday night, fellas. Are you starting A.J. Brown against the San Francisco 49ers? Go ahead, Jacob. Um, I think all things being equal, yes, because he's A.J. Brown. We know his talent Look, there's a possibility he gets banged up and leaves the game. Yes, the Niners are playing really good defense, but look at the type of players we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks and today about starting in our flex. We're 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 making dart throws in some of our li starting lineups. It's like for me, I when people present questions and they're like, "Oh, should I 
you know, start Aaron Rodgers or this guy. I'm like, look, always go with the studs. AJ Brown is a stud. He has the ability to win you your matchup. So yeah, you have to. Fair enough, Justin. I have that mother in and he's still on the IR. I've never mentioned this guy. Listen, my poor baby is a big guy. He gets a couple weeks off, boom, 30 points. Okay, I need a couple weeks off. He's fresh, yeah. dude. He, I'm loving it. <laughs> and I really need him to drop 30 points this week too. But no, I'll, even without, even if I didn't have him, uh, I don't know. He's an interesting player. He, uh, he takes a lot of rest. Like if you follow him throughout the season, he doesn't practice Monday and Thursday pretty much. It feels like every week. So when he gets rest, even if it's coming off an injury, I know he's going to be fresh and ready to go because they don't play around with the guy. If he's not good, they won't play him. It's just how he goes. So I'm fully confident starting him. I'm going to get zero or I'm going to get 30, but I'll, I'll play I'll play with fire tonight. Fair <laughs> enough. I like the confidence, Justin. Let's get a few questions in before we close out the show. Michael White starting. Or should I start Deontay Foreman or Sony Michelle? Uh, he has Eckler, but he may be out because of COVID. Let's lean on the side of caution here and say that Eckler is out. Then you start both of them. So let's actually lean on the side of optimism and say that Eckler plays this week. Who are you going with? Deontay Foreman or Sony Michelle? I think matchups. I don't have matchups on him. Anybody want to look those up? Really yeah, quick? it's oh, yeah. Uh, the Rams at the Vikings Francisco on Thursday night. Yeah. So here's my philosophy. Thursday night games are always so scary, right? And this is just the bias. This is what we talk about all of, all the time, guys. Like Thursdays. They... No, it's only you who are afraid of Thursday night matchups, Gabe. No, 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 you guys are too, right? No, we're not. I never, never said anything about that. Uh, it was only say, you. I was and I'll let you guys handle this. However, I will say this. Deontay Foreman of the last two weeks has eclipsed over 100 yards. He looks remarkable. I think I like the Titans in this game. The San Francisco Niners have been playing great football, but so have the Tennessee Titans. And I love them at home this week. And I think they get it done on the ground. And I think Foreman has a fantastic game. He has not found the end zone, but he has been doing it with the yardage. I think this week he finds the end zone. And I think that's a great fantasy performance for Deontay Foreman, Michael. So that's who I'm going with. What about you guys? I'm going Michelle. The Titans have been garbage lately. Actually, they they only beat the Jags in the one of one and three last four. I, I they're a good team though to defend your point, but I go Foreman for the sure workload. I I think they're gonna lose to the Niners, but what if Sony has a bad bad first series and then it's Henderson night? Like that's, that's literally point. how it can go. I know with Foreman, I can trust the usage. That's at this point, I'll take it. I'll take the usage. That's an go excellent point. Yeah, because I just think that Niners and Titans game is going to be low scoring, and it's or the Niners are going to blow them out. So the, I don't think game script is going to be in Foreman's favor. And I think regardless of game script, Michelle is going to be involved. So I'll take the upside of Michelle with the Rams offense. Ooh, so we got two differing opinions here. Uh, I think Justin and I are going Foreman. Jacob's going Michelle. Michael, I hope that helps you out just a little bit. Johnny says they can't load the box with that's AJ a good, Brown that's coming the, back. I was thinking about that. That's a good point. So we'll see. It, it, that's a good question. 
I say start Foreman with confidence. Justin hit it on the nose. He's gotten the workload. You don't know what Sean Payton's going to do out there in Los Angeles. He's made it hell the last two weeks if you are a Darrell Henderson Jr. fan. That being said, Deontay Foreman for me, Deontay Foreman for Justin, Sony Michelle for Jacob. Michael, I hope that helps you out. And if there are no further questions, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. We want to appreciate everyone for listening. Everyone who commented today, make sure you let us know how you fared and what happened. Uh, let's see. I guess we will get back to him really quick. He likes Michelle because matchup. He outtouches. He outtouched Michelle. Wait, I like Michelle because matchup. He outtouched Michelle. What? All right. All right. I'm just going to take that, that he gets a lot of carries. I agree he does. But we'll he see. Does, he, he does get a lot of carries. That's true. Very true. Uh, well, then I think you answered your own decision, Michael. Just thanks for thanks for talking it through with us. Let us know what you decide. Let us know how it went. I'm sure we're also going to see how it went on our end, too. With that being said, be sure to like and subscribe. You are guaranteed to almost possibly maybe win your fantasy championship this week, Michael, if you do. So if I got one, it's you, buddy. Thank you for listening today. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast or here on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at First Round Fantasy. Jacob, cue up the outro. Justin, give us a give us a saying. What what's give us our hot take. Get in my van because me and Mr. Jefferson are headed to the playoffs championship and a win. Let's do it. Was I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You put me on the spot. I didn't know. It didn't I even rhyme. I mean, you were rhyme in the last nothing. few weeks. It didn't I even rhyme, man. I'm not passionate about these guys like I was KJ oh Osborne. My man. My boy Justin Joseph. said, get in my van. Hey, you <laughs> he put me on the spot, dude. And I was thinking I have to go with van because he'll my place. So People think we're way. creepy now. Just play the outro, Jacob. Just get First round fantasy. Now we're- get in our van. There we go. No, Bye. I don't <laughs>